So we, uh, we, we come to Christmas and uh, lots of lights and lots of celebration and lots of party. And one of the passages we often read is out of the prophet Isaiah as he predicts the coming of the Messiah. And I want to remind you to, to kind of go back and understand where Isaiah is coming from as he writes these. Because Isaiah writes during the time of the exile. And he writes to the people of Israel reminding them that God has not given up on them. That even in that time, God has not given up on them. Even though the Assyrians have taken the northern kingdom and the Babylonians have taken the southern kingdom, God has not forgotten his people. And he speaks to them in those passages that come up that bring this kind of a longing for the time when the Messiah will come. Where is Don? Okay, Don, come on out here. I'm looking for him to be over here and I'm going, well, here, here I am. Okay, you, got, you are good, but you need to let me know. <laughs> you know, this is live. Y'all know this, right? So, so there's this longing that comes in, and, and that longing gets uh, expressed in, in the words of the prophet, and then, and then hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years later, uh, in, in the 300s, uh, that gets captured up into the words of a psalm that we sing every year that expresses that longing of Israel for the return of the Messiah called O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And as we've gone through this season, we've reached back into the history before Jesus to read that. We've sung this song over and over. So tonight I want us to open by singing this and hearing the longing of this song. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come. Jesse, the father of King David. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge 
by what he sees with his eyes. Oh, come thou root of Jesse's tree, an ensign of thy people be. Before thee rulers silent fall, all peoples on thy mercy call. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. O come, thou key of David, come and open wide our heavenly home. The captives from their prison free and conquer death's deep misery. Rejoice! Rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. And then the prophet reminds them of the coming of this promise. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. O come, desire of nations, bind all peoples in one heart and mind. From dust Thou brought us forth to life. Deliver us from earthly strife. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee. Oh, Lord, we come with longing in our hearts. We come waiting and watching. So open our eyes tonight to see the arrival of our hope, the arrival of our light, the arrival of our Savior. Amen. So Isaiah writes those words and they hang in the air over the people of Israel through the time of the rule by the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians. 
the Greeks, and then finally the Romans. There's a few brief places in there where Israel has independence, but for most of those hundreds and hundreds of years, they are under the heel of the oppressor. And throughout that time, they wait and they long for the coming of one who will deliver them. And during that period of time, what some of them learn is that placing their hopes on, on governments and on militaries is a false hope. That God is going to have to do something more profound than that. More powerful than that. For them to have hope again. It's give or take 600 years until a man named Joseph and his young wife, who's pregnant, named Mary, ride into the village of Bethlehem. They come in tired and, and worn, looking for a place to stay, because like all the other Israelites, they've been told by Rome that they have to go back to the city of their family's lineage to be counted in the census. And so they come back to Bethlehem, which is packed with people returning, having to be there to be counted, and desperately go door to door in the end looking for a place to stay until finally the manager or owner of one of the inns has mercy on them and allows them to use the stable. And so they're in, in Bethlehem, not in Jerusalem. They're in a stable, not in a palace. Does God bestow upon us the Messiah that the people had waited for and longed for? And Luke tells us the story. He says, and there were shepherds, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. It's familiar language. We hear it, and immediately we're hearing the songs and kind of get warm, fuzzy feelings around it. But you have to remember that the shepherds are the, are the bottom of the social ladder in Israel. Their work required them to do things that made them ritually unclean to be in the temple. And they did the work that was vital to the people of Israel. If they were going to have wool, and if they were going to have meat, and, and they were going to have their economy running the way they wanted it. These, these shepherds had to do this work, but they were nonetheless unclean, and so they were at the bottom of the ladder. We, we sometimes forget in our society that oftentimes it, it's, built, it's built on the work of people we don't see oftentimes. I'm old enough to remember 1968 when New York City had the great garbage strikeout. And all the, the, the sanitation workers went on strike. And the trash piled up on the streets. And New York was horrified because they had forgotten those very necessary people who support all that we do. The shepherds were in the field that night, and for the rest of Israel, they were forgotten. And it's to the forgotten people of Israel, the forgotten people of the world, the least of the least of the least, that an angel of the Lord appeared. And the glory of the Lord shone around them in the middle of the night. And they were terrified. 
But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace on those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Have you ever wondered what that was like? Have you ever tried to picture that? You're the shepherds out in the fields. You're the forgotten people of Israel. You're out there in the cold and the dark. And you're the one the announcement comes to? That after all these hundreds of years, the Messiah is coming, born not in the palaces of Jerusalem, but in a stable in Bethlehem. What an incredulous moment that is. Sometimes I think we, we read through that and it's such a familiar passage that we forget the outlandishness of that moment. So I want to show you a little clip from a video called The Shepherd. And uh, this is uh, by the producers of the Chosen series. And, and, and they have this moment captured so well where you have some of the shepherds around the campfire and the one shepherd who's had to go off and keep an eye on the sheep with his torch. And then the angels appear. Triumph of the skies With 
I think it would have sounded like that that night when they came in because this was all heaven's joy breaking loose in a way it had never had, in a way they had waited for hundreds and hundreds of years. And I know you came here tonight, you haven't been waiting hundreds and hundreds of years. You might not have even been waiting 60 years, but maybe you've been waiting six years or six months or 600 days or 60 hours. But we're all here because we're waiting and we're longing for that moment. And some of us have been waiting so long. So brothers and sisters tonight, if you've been waiting, know this. However long it takes, God shows up. And there is that amazing moment when the salvation, the Messiah, the light, the hope of the life is right before you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
They must tell someone. They must tell everyone. Everyone. Yes, yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've waited for this for so long. So long. He's on. He's on. He's on. He's on. Oh, it's okay. Will you name him? Jesus. We will name him Jesus. I must go. People must know. People must know. People must know. So if you've waited that long and the light and the salvation has been put in your arms and healing has been brought to you in the birth of Christ, remember that there are people all out there in the world who are still waiting and they must know. They must know tonight is not just for you. Tonight is God's hope born for the whole world. And people must know. Pray with me. So, Father, we give you thanks for this great joy that you pour out. We come tonight with waiting and longing in our hearts. Some of us have been waiting years and some of us only days, but we, we come with this longing to once again have hope, to once again have light, to once again receive healing. The darkness still covers the earth and it still covers the people, but you tell us that our light has risen upon us, and so we ask you to open our eyes and our hearts to receive him, to hold him, to let his love pour into us, and to once again make us whole, and to fill us with so much joy that when we leave this place tonight, we go out saying, people must know. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.